Hello, thanks for joining me on this episode of the Other Experts podcast. Hope you're staying home and staying safe. Our guest on this episode is Jacinta Nawawiso from Uganda. She has been in Malaysia for four years and she is currently a student at UCSI University in Kuala Lumpur. She'll be talking to us today about her ton of interesting interests and her experience in Malaysia. This is your host Chukudi and you're listening to the Other Experts Podcast. Hi other expert listeners, my name is Jacinta Nareso from Uganda and I am currently in Malaysia studying at UCSI University as the the host has uh, introduced me. I just finished graduating from uh, my bachelor's in biotechnology last year and I am hoping to pursue my master's in applied sciences in the May semester this year. So yeah, that's that's me. Why did you choose Malaysia? Uh, I actually didn't choose Malaysia, funny thing. Right. Uh, my sister studied here right. for her bachelor's. She did bachelor's in international business. And since she she had a great time here, it was okay. Most of the things were convenient for her. She had more of a good time than a bad time. My parents figured, okay, let everyone just go there then. <laughs> so my brother studied here as well. So I just followed the wagon and here I am. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so you have um, other family here um, currently? Not really. My sister graduated some few years back and she's back home right now. And my brother as well graduated last year. So he's home as well. So currently I'm the only one here. Okay. Um, what's, what's, the, what's the Malaysian culture been like for you? Um, how different is it from um, what you have back home? And how easy was it for you to actually get used to the culture here? Uh, Malaysian culture. Well, I found some things to be interesting. I found some things to be quite weird, to be honest. Uh, when I came here, I came, I came with, uh, let me say, kind of a naive attitude. In my culture, uh, you literally greet everyone you meet on the street, especially if you look eyes or if it's someone you keep on running into every single day or every other day. So it's only polite to say hello or say hi. But in Malaysian culture, someone will give like a a little smile and that's it, right? Or some people may as well just ignore you. So when I just came here for the first time, I was constantly saying hello to everyone I was meeting, especially people I used to see over and over again. And I noticed that people would maybe freak out or be like, what's wrong with her or something like that. So, yeah, that was a problem for me when I came. I had to stop that because I noticed it was making people feel like weird or something. And <laughs> yeah, I just had to stop that. And uh, apart from that, mm, culture involves food. Well, I, I haven't had the opportunity of eating my food 
uh, like food from my home country here in Malaysia yet. By that I mean I haven't gone to any restaurant or any place are out there. there to... Are there any Ugandan restaurants um, in in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia? None that I've heard of. Okay. That's exactly. Yeah, that, oh. that's well, what I'm trying to say. All right, so all right. the only Ugandan food I've actually had was either something I cooked or something my mom cooked because my mom visited sometime. So that's the only time I had Ugandan food. Other than that, I had to eat Malaysian food and I don't mind it. I actually like it. I like the nasi lemak. I like the um, nasi goreng ayam. I find them really tasty. But I am not really keen. Like I don't really like eating chili or okay. pepper. So that is the only problem I have with the food. Durian. Have you tried uh, the durian? Pardon? Have you tried the durian? Durian? Yeah. No way. <laughs> no, no way I cannot eat that. I actually <laughs> tried it once. <laughs> I did not like it at all. No Why, you didn't like the, you didn't like the taste or you didn't like the smell or you didn't like the I aftertaste. didn't like both. <laughs> I didn't like anything about it. Right. I think that's the only Malaysian thing I actually didn't like. You can get like um, Ugandan um, condiments, ingredients to make Uga Ugandan food here. Yes, I can. All Definitely. Right. Okay, that's that's quite good. Like um, since you don't, um, I think in some some ethnic groups here or some nationalities here might not be able to get um, like the condiments they need for their traditional food. So yeah, that's that's. It's not the best, but yet yeah, I think it's still manageable, right? Yeah, it is, definitely. But since I'm a student, I don't really cook that much. By the time I leave school and come back home with assignments and everything, most of the time I actually don't have time to cook because it would take time to actually make these dishes. So half the time I have to order in or something like that, maybe over the weekend. All right, okay, okay, makes yeah. sense. Um, what what's, what do you like or or don't like um, most about living um, in Malaysia so far? Um, clearly, you like the food. That's one of the things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what do I like about living in Malaysia? I would say freedom. <laughs> okay. I know. Let me explain. Please. Uh, well, <laughs> my mom. Okay. I my mom is quite uh, protective of us all of us as a family so uh when i'm home i either have to go out with family or stay home pretty much so when i'm out here i can i can go places like i can go here or i can go there i can travel i've been to melaka i've been like i've been all over try to go here and there here here so i feel like i have uh i'm able to go to more places when I'm here mm -hmm. than when I'm home because if we're not going as a family at home you are not going anywhere <laughs> yeah so that's why I say freedom I like that about Malaysia what else do I like um, um, you say it food <laughs> I guess freedom and food that's it that's pretty much what I like about Malaysia um, are there any parts of 
um, your stay experience so far that you um, haven't exact exactly really liked? Yes, uh, my first few months in Malaysia weren't actually that good because it was my first time ever experiencing, should I say, uh, racism. So oh, okay. it was it was yeah. really bad. Like I said. I was just all over the place, hello, and everything, and I kept on getting some weird attitude back, so I had to stop that. And I, I had experiences whereby people would like, oh, freak out when they see me or something. And I used to just be like, what? <laughs> you know? Because, I mean, you have internet, you have Google, I'm sure you watch movies with people of color in them, so why would you freak out when you meet one? You know, but uh, I guess that's just to be expected, maybe. And in my classes, I pretty much experienced the same thing, too. But I'm not saying it was all bad. No, I actually met some really good friends, uh, locals, Malaysians, so many of them. And I met friends from other countries as well. So it wasn't all bad. Pretty much it was a balance. There obviously some people who will always be mean or rude or whatever. And then there will always be people who are just good and nice and they treat everyone fair. So it was pretty much of a balance. You mentioned yeah. like you, 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 you have, a, you've met um, local friends and international friends. What's, what's your social circle like? Um, do you have, um, do you hang out more with, um, locals, Malaysians, or do you hang out more with foreigners, um, internationals? I actually hang out more with internationals right. because um, even with my Malaysian friends, I realize that they don't really, yes, they, they'll be nice, they'll be helpful, and they will, like, <laughs> they'll make you feel welcome, but it's not to the point whereby, like, okay, uh, you can come over to my home, let me introduce you to my family or something like that. I have friends who have met people like that, who introduce them to their families and everything. But mm, it's for the people I know. <laughs> most of them either live outside of Malaysia. I mean, sorry, not Malaysia, outside of Kuala Lumpur. Right. So they live in like Johor or Ipoh or wherever. So it's so far away. So most of them just go back over the weekend or over the holidays and then they come back when school starts. So there's nothing like uh, hanging out or whatever. So I usually hang out with internationals and uh, I have friends from Yemen, um, Lebanon, uh, South Sudan. Pretty much those are the people I usually hang out with. And Nigerian. Yes, I have Nigerian friends. Okay. So yeah, that is my circle. <laughs> uh, what's the what's the Ugandan community um, in Malaysia like? Is there like a big community or it's not? Because I know like the Nigerian community is probably the biggest. Um, what's yes, actually, <laughs> actually the I I I noticed that as well. The Nigerian community is really big. The Ugandan community is there is one uh, and they're listening to this maybe they should find me <laughs> I have not okay I saw I saw like I think maybe three years ago there was this uh, post or something going around about a meeting 
a Ugandan meeting mm-hmm. or something like that. Right. But I couldn't make it because I had a really important thing I had to do at that moment. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't make it to the meeting. But apart from that, I don't think I have ever heard of any Ugandan gathering or Ugandan corporation or Ugandan anything. I have Ugandan friends, I do, but nothing like a corporation or group or something like that. No. I I was going to ask, like, if maybe I thought it was bad that you've not met any Ugandans or the other Ugandans here so far. No, I've been here four years. I have met Ugandans. Yeah. Okay. All right. That that's good enough. You yeah. you also um you talked about traveling. Um, uh, you travel a lot within um or outside um Malaysia. I actually traveled a lot within because okay. actually I wanted to make a trip to Southeast Asia, like all around, because uh the Ugandan passport is actually visa free for most of the country so okay. i wanted to go from malaysia to singapore to philippines to probably uh what is that other country hong kong okay. at that time i actually wanted to go to hong kong in china and okay. i just wanted to make a round trip go all around and then come back to malaysia but i couldn't go that time because my visa was still being processed and everything And by the time my visa was released and everything, I had to start school again. Yeah, I know <laughs> so, that feeling. <laughs> but it's still there. Right. I still want to do that. But I have been to Ipoh. I'm I'm in a Christian band right. with uh, some other local students. Okay. So we had a concert to Ipoh last year. Mm. So I went to Ipoh then. And I have been to Melaka before with my friends. Like I mentioned, I have South Sudanese friends. So yeah. we went there one time, uh, I think two years ago, is it? Yeah. So I've been there. Then I've been all over the Mansara, <laughs> uh, where mention it, all the places around Kuala Lumpur, yeah, Christian like Cl- I have. The Klang Valley, you've, you've yeah. done all of that, all right. <laughs> Now, what what yep. part do you play in the, you, in the band? You sing, you play an instrument. Yes. I sing. You you play any I instruments? I am learning guitar and piano. I'm okay. not really. I wouldn't say I'm an expert. <laughs> I'm an amateur. Let me see, <laughs> because But, I can play some things. I can play some songs. Right. Um, but I'm not really good. I wouldn't say that I am an an expert level. No, yeah, but I do play. As long as you can make music on them, then yeah, you're fine. But clearly, you have. Um, a lot of interest. Um, but what what do you do when you're not studying? I actually do a lot of things. <laughs> uh, sometimes I'm practicing guitar. Sometimes I'm practicing piano. Like right. I said, I'm a I'm in a Christian band. Yeah. So sometimes I'm practicing with a band, or we we have an event uh, going to take place. So we are mm-hmm. rehearsing, meeting up, trying to see how to. Uh, The, trying to see the best way we can go forward with the event or the concert. And then at my church, I'm in the choir. So I'm also either there doing rehearsals with the choir, ministering on Sunday. If I'm not doing that, I'm in the drama department. So I'm either writing the dramas, the scripts of the dramas we are going to act. Oh, wow. If I'm not doing that, <laughs> if I'm not doing that, 
I am animating. I'm learning animation. So I've been doing that since January this year. So I am getting better at it. And hopefully I will be really good by mid this year. And I have been learning French since last year and Korean as well. How, so, how, how good is your French and Korean? Uh, I would say uh, I do not know how to answer that question. <laughs> okay. Answer me, answer me in French, Dutch or oui. Korean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I've been learning French on an app called Duolingo, and right. I finished the first level and the second level. So I am somewhere over there. But actually, I realize that it's not really good to learn from uh, apps. So, okay, I'm not saying that it's not personally for me. It's not good to learn from the app because I can only say the basic quest, like the basic sentences. I am going to the market. I am going to the supermarket. My name is this, 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 this. But that's not how you have a conversation, right? Yeah. True. So, it's I quite I got discouraged along the way because Mm -hmm. as much as I was learning all these basic sentences, I couldn't have a conversation with someone. Like you just told me right now, say something in French. I cannot just start telling you I am going here or my name is this or this person did this and this, you know. So I quit learning it that way. And I am going to tell you a weird way that I'm learning Korean, right? right? As so many people know. Most people like watching Korean dramas and all this. So I became one of those people. I tried to learn Korean on that app, but as much as I could hear the word and try and say it, that is a totally different language. So I could say the word, but I don't know what it means. (laughs) And that was as good as useless, because if I don't know what it means, I cannot read it because they have a totally different alphabet. Then it was no good. So... I started watching, but I don't just watch it. I try to learn the languages so I can actually introduce myself in Korean. And I'm very proud of that. Oh, wow. And I can understand like a conversation that is taking place last this year when I was coming back from home uh, at the immigration. Mm -hmm. There were two Korean uh, as in uh, in front of me. There were three Korean girls and behind me there were two Korean girls, and they were speaking, and I could actually understand what they were saying. And I was so proud of myself. (laughs) Yeah. Did you you have a conversation with them at least? Not really. I can can listen more than I can speak, but I can at least understand what they are saying. Okay. It's a good start. So I know, yeah, it's a good start. Because I spent about three months trying to study it on the app and mm-hmm. trust me i was going nowhere so <laughs> i just give <gave> up <laughs> yeah. i think i think duolingo they have they introduced um a podcast um in yes, the language did. that you're studying so you can listen yes they did yeah i think the the, the whole idea is you're right it's, it's what you said like um it's difficult to just um, learn a few sentences of the language and then believe you can oh, speak it all of a sudden. Yeah, you you exactly. actually have to like um, listen to other forms of the language construction, I think. Yes, and how to make conversation yeah. and how to, yeah. 
go ahead and just say I am going here or I am going <laughs> there or this is what I did yesterday, you know. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's yeah. that's cool. Um, you, you've been here for four years. Um, what yes. what do you what's something that you recommend that every expat student in Malaysia um, should try at least once while they're here? And why do you think they should try that? Mm. What should they try and why should they try that? Well, I think that they should try and travel around Southeast Asia. Truly, that's what I would say, honestly. I know you said what you said, particularly in Malaysia, right? Yeah. I would say that they should travel around Malaysia. And if they have the opportunity, they should travel outside Malaysia as well. Because these are countries that have a relationship. So it's so easy to fly from one country to the other, especially if you have the Malaysian visa. So it would be quite, let me say, a little bit easier if you're in Malaysia and you want to go, say, to Singapore, or you want to go to Philippines, or you want to go here or there. But in Malaysia particularly, I would say people should try going to Melaka. I was there, so I really liked it, actually. Uh, it's a totally different feel from Kuala Lumpur, because I live in Kuala Lumpur, and uh, the cars, the noise, the everything. <laughs> yeah. But when you go there, most of the roads are actually narrow. Most of the people are either walking or riding bikes or something like that. There are cars there, but most of the people <laughs> just walk. So the, the way you describe Malacca, it's, it's almost like it's not part of um, the larger Malaysia. It's just like some secluded place. Yeah, no, it's actually interesting. You yeah. find so many foreigners there. You okay. find everyone like walking around. It's, it's a chill feel, let me okay. say. Everyone is just walking. Uh, people, okay, there, there's like street market. They are here as well, but on specific days. So there you'll find it there almost every day, I guess. You just walk around. Uh, there's beautiful scenery. Now uh, there's this lake. I don't, I don't know. It's not a lake. Maybe should I call it a river or a lake? I have no idea. Let me say river since it's so way. <laughs> and there are houses on one end. It's just beautiful, actually. If you love taking pictures, if you're a person who loves photography, that would be a beautiful place to take pictures. Right. Yes. And... I would say Taibajaya as well. It's totally different. Like all the places I've been to are totally different from KL. That's why I'm like, if <laughs> someone were to come here, I wouldn't say one place in particular. I, I live next to Bajaya Times Square, but I wouldn't say like, come to Malaysia, go to KL, visit Bajaya Times Square, because I feel like that's um, putting everything in a box, you know? So if someone has the money and the opportunity to just go from one state and one town to the other, it would really be good because you'll see all these different changes and all these different, uh, you'll experience so much more of Malaysia than if you go to just one place. Yeah. All right. You, you, talk, you mentioned photography. Are you, are you into photography as well? kind of animation <laughs> I am doing is okay. actually more of photography combined with the animation. Okay. It's stop motion animation. Okay. So I need to be able to take the picture, right? 
to, in order to make the animation. So oh, okay. that's pretty much all the photography I ever do. Yeah. <laughs> I okay. don't do much of photography. But I do sometimes. It's not really something that I am so keen on doing, but I do take them sometimes. Okay, yes. I think stop the that explains everything like stop motion and photography, yeah. Yep. Why 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 did you choose stop motion photography though? Is is there a reason why you um learning to yes. do that? Yes, there's actually a reason. Right. Uh I wanted to do okay, I've always wanted to have this huge media company and blah blah blah. Right. <laughs> you know, dream big. <laughs> so um, I wanted, at first I wanted them to be like actors, real people and everything, but that's expensive, especially for a beginner. So I figured I should go into animation. Then I tried to start animation classes, right? And do, using the CGI and whatever. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it was taking forever. <laughs> and that time I was actually in my final year of my bachelor's, I said, biotechnology. Yeah. And if I'm doing research in animation and research in biotechnology, those are totally two different fields. Yeah. So I couldn't combine the two. I couldn't mix them together. But thank God, I have always been able to like draw and sculpt and do this kind of things, that kind of art. So stop motion is more of me making the character with the things I can pick here and there. Right. I make the character, I build a set. It's more of like art coming alive. Let me say a sculpture coming alive. Oh, okay. So <laughs> that, that, that really interested me. So I was like, okay, this I can do. Because in my free time, I can study while sculpting, actually. And I can, okay, I, I'll have to stop in order to do the animation. But if I'm to make, say, the the set or to make the puppet or whatever, I can do that while studying if I have to. So oh, wow. that's why I went for stop motion. Okay. <laughs> that's that's really interesting. Yeah. It's, it's a combination of different things right there. That's great. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I, I wasn't expecting that. So yeah, that's... Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I actually like doing so many things at the same time. If you have noticed, I mentioned so many things, right? Yeah, that's. I yeah, think that's good, though. Wide range of interests. Yes, I actually, I'm all the things I mentioned. I am really interested in them. Right. So, I couldn't choose like let me choose this or and leave this or let me choose this and leave this. I could not do that. I failed to do that. I actually tried. But I failed. I felt like part of me is missing. I am not doing something I'm supposed to be doing. So I just had to find a way of making a balance in all these things. So, yeah, that's pretty much what I'm still trying to work on. I wouldn't say that I'm 100% perfect. I have a perfect timetable lined out. So now I'm doing this. No, 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 not really. I do like most of the things based on how I'm feeling in the moment. If I feel like studying, I will study, come whatever. I wouldn't have any distraction. But then if I'm feeling like doing stop motion at that moment, I will do the stop motion. If I feel like singing, I can, I can do the stop motion while singing. I can, <laughs> like most of the things, I can actually couple them together. So 
yeah that's me <laughs> oh that's that's really good do, do you have any like project um anywhere um listeners can like see any projects you've made um if you want to share if you don't want well, to share it it's also okay no it's okay for the singing i have been doing the singing for um maybe two three two years now i guess okay. so i have been running uh, an instagram page for two years i guess okay. but like i said the stop motion i started this year in january so i don't really have much but by mid this year i'm hoping to release at least a short film <laughs> i want to join one of the short film contests oh, that take wow. place yearly yeah so hopefully i'll be able to do that I am still working on my character, trying to make him more flexible and everything. But I hope to animate him. And by mid this year, or let me say the end of this year, hopefully I'll have something out. And if they are really interested in it, I will send it to you when it's ready. Wow, that's that would be good. <laughs> yeah. What has been your most influential book and why? That is an easy question. My most influential book is the Bible because um, I believe that it's the Word of God, first of all. And as I've been reading it, I have noticed the change in me. Um, my character is getting better. My life generally is getting better. So, yeah, I would say it's the Bible. What your favorite productivity tool is? Favorite productivity tool or resource is? Music. That okay. would be music. I love especially gospel music, right. honestly. It gets me through so much. I have, like, like I said, I multitask a lot. So sometimes I study with music on. And half the time that goes for music. And almost everything I do, half the time. I'm doing it with music, so I guess that would be my resource. All right, okay. Yeah, I guess yeah. music works for a lot of things, um, both in the background or in the foreground, so yeah, of course. Yep. All right, um, to wrap up this episode, um, do you have any um, suggestions, advice for other um, people of color, expats, um, students who are already here in Malaysia or who are thinking about coming to study here. Um, any words of advice? Any words of advice? Well, I would say that they should, one, trust God. <laughs> I'm a Christian, so <laughs> I guess you're going to hear about God a lot. Yeah. So I guess they should trust God and they should really um, stay true to their principles because um, Malaysia is a country where, like I said, it has a lot of freedom, especially for me personally. Okay. So if someone comes to Malaysia with a goal and with a setting, something they want to achieve, they can actually achieve a lot. But if they don't have any goal, if they just, just come here, just say, let me go check out Malaysia, you know, with no principles or anything, they could actually end up in so much trouble, you know. Okay. They could end up in really big trouble. So I guess if uh, people were to come here, they should have a goal, a mindset that 
is to build them and to progress them rather than coming like aimlessly or whatever. Um, and the other thing I would say is you should make the right friends and meet the right people. This is a country where you can make friends from all over the world. So I don't think people should limit themselves to say a specific kind of people or a specific group of people because you never know when you ever travel to a different place and you will need to know probably someone there or something like that. So I would say that they should or they can try and make as many friends as they can from all the different places that that is in all the different countries that they can and good friends you know just any kind of friends because if they lead them astray they could end up in jail or something like that which is something that really wouldn't be nice for someone who has traveled a very long way to come all the way here but you have any additional information thoughts you want to share um it could be about anything about the podcast about yourself um about anything anything at all yes anything at all anything <laughs> at all are you sure okay now i am worried <laughs> okay uh what can i say um trust god that's all i would say people need to like just trust god malaysia is a country that is that has like so many different religions and beliefs and i believe that if someone is say a christian or say they are christian or are not but as long as someone believes that there is god in heaven jesus christ they should actually live up to it because the country is filled with so many distractions so many so many things that can easily sweep people away like left and right there's so many things you can try so many so many things you know so if you're not firmly rooted in your faith and your belief in in Jesus Christ you will easily be away by everything that drives you left right drugs alcohol whatever you will just be oof, like blown with the wind go left and go right but the end of that will actually be either jail or things that are even worse than that you know so i would say that people should just trust god and rely on him and believe in him and sometimes things are hard but god will always come through Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay, that that yeah. was good. Um thank yeah. you very much. <laughs> thank you very much Jacinta for um joining us on this episode of the Other Experts podcast. Hopefully Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh hopefully we can get you uh, back on the um podcast uh sometime in the future. Um okay, sure. yeah. Okay, thank you so much for having uh, me. <laughs> I love this time and I appreciate other experts for reaching out to me and I hope this was nice to the listeners as well. <laughs> this episode of the Other Experts podcast was created 
and edited by Reward Inc. The intro soundtrack was by Big Main Sound Machine, edited by The Small Room Production. Listen to our podcast wherever you get your podcast from, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Google Music, and more. Connect with us on your preferred social media platform, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or LinkedIn. Visit our website, otherexperts.com, for resources, blog updates, and more.